tonight I'm going to be sharing a message with you for the next 20 or so minutes. Um, and the truth is that there's a, there's a part in the Bible from the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 10. And it says, every single one of you has been uniquely created by God, brand new, to fulfill God's purpose for your life. That is planned for you long ago. I've got a vacuum cleaner that my lovely assistant Jaden's going to hand to me. Um, this is the Dyson vacuum cleaner. A beautiful... Has anyone got a Dyson? It's just, it's just the best. Thank you. And um, these Dysons are just so handy. This has been created anew to fulfill the purpose that it's been designed for, which has been vac- it's, it's a fantastic vacuum cleaner. We just highly recommend them. They're great. So this has been specifically designed for my wife. No. For... Hello. Don't worry. I've used it just then, just once. Yeah. Um, but it's been specifically uh, designed for a purpose. And the truth is, every single one of you have also been designed by God for a purpose that He has for your life. You're not an accident. You're not an accident uh, being here tonight, I believe. But you're not an accident to be here living this life. But God has uniquely created you with all your different personality traits and things like that. Uh, and the giftings in your life to fulfill a God-given purpose. But who knows that sometimes when you're like, yeah, I'm ready to achieve my purpose. You launch out and you feel... Like powerless sometimes. Um, like for example, our car right now. Um, the other day, our car started having car troubles, and I'm at the traffic lights, and I'm pulling out the, the green. The green light says yes, go, turn right, and so I obediently go over, but I lose power just as it's going yellow, and the other cars start coming the other way, and I'm trying to put my accelerator down, but there's no power. Finally, it kicks in, and my life is saved. But um, my life did flash behind my lies. My eyes, behind, in front of my eyes. It's really quick. Oh. But sometimes we can feel powerless. But the good thing is, is that Jesus himself has promised us that he will give us power, that we can do our purpose. We can achieve the purposes of God for our life. And so we've been in this series called Dunamis. Everyone say Dunamis. dunamis. And Dunamis is a Greek word for power. It's, where we get the, it's the root word to our, our, our English words, um, dynamite and dynamo. And God has given us the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit, which will help us fulfill our God design and God-given purpose. Jesus said to his followers, he said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And so tonight what I want to talk about in this message is how God has anointed us for your appointment. Anointed for your appointment. God has an appointment and a purpose for your life that he wants to anoint you for. He wants to pour out the power of the Holy Spirit in, in your life to give you great capacity beyond yourself to achieve all the things that God has for you. Um, Carl Blevins from Crosswalk said, The intent of anointing is to set apart a person, a place, or a thing for divine use. It's meant to empower people to accomplish God's work or God's design and his purpose for your life. And this same anointing was the key to Jesus fulfilling his purpose. This is what Jesus said about, this is what was said about Jesus in Acts chapter 10. It says, And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we see that the anointing of God, the the God-given sense of, of the power of the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus and that was what enabled him to fulfill God's purpose for his life. He went around doing good things. He went and set people free 
from demonic dark powers that keep people in bondage. The power of the Holy Spirit healed people, delivered them from their sicknesses and their diseases. This anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit helped people. And this is what Jesus wants to do through us today as well. The crazy thing is in John 14, chapter 12, Jesus said, See, all these amazing things that I've been doing, you can do likewise. You can do the same thing. Jesus said, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to be with the Father. In other words, what that means is Jesus said, What I've started, you're going to finish. What I've started, I went back to heaven, but I'm going to leave you the power of the Holy Spirit and you're going to continue my work even to the end of the age. And so God calls us and invites us to partner with him to do this as well. And the key for us to do this, the key for us to live with power in our lives, so we don't put the accelerator down and there's no power, the key to us fulfilling the purposes of God for our lives is the power of the Holy Spirit at work in our lives. And so what I want to share with us tonight are three keys to receiving and maintaining the anointing. It's a little bit of a Christianese word, right? A Christian word, the anointing. But it's talking about the power of God in our lives. And we all want the power that God can give us to fulfill our God-given purpose. And so tonight I want to share with us three keys to maintaining and receiving the anointing. And I'd like to begin by prayer because if some of you are here for the first time to church, or some of you have been here, I met one guy before, he hasn't been to church for 10 years or something, then it might feel a bit uncomfortable and strange. But at the end of the, t- at the, end of the day, tonight we're here to listen and to meet with and to hear from God. You know, God loves you so much. He loves you so much. This isn't about church. This is about us meeting God and knowing Him and aligning our our lives and getting set on the course and the purpose that God has for us. And so I'd like to start by praying. And um, and I'd invite you also to open up your heart to listen to what God might want to say to you tonight. So why don't you join me as I pray. Lord God, I thank you so much for every single person here. Lord God, I thank you that you love us. And I do thank you, God, that you have designed and created us for purpose. And I pray, Jesus, that as as I speak, that you'd anoint me with your spirit, God. And tonight we open up our hearts, Lord. Lord Jesus, I pray, Lord God, for those of us here, Lord, that may not know you, Lord God, I pray that tonight we encounter you in a fresh new way. In Jesus' name. We all said, amen. Amen. Awesome. Three keys to receiving and maintaining the anointing. That's a mouthful. Who would like to hear it? Yeah, of course you do. So the first key comes from a bit of a chunk of Scripture. This is from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 20 to 22. It's a lot of twos. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 20 to 22. I'm going to read through it, and then I'm going to pull out some key thoughts that might help you. Um, I'll read it all the way through first. It says, In a wealthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver. Who's got gold and silver utensils there? And some are made of wood and clay. I'm the one with the wood and clay. Um, the expensive utensils are <laughs> the expensive utensils are used for special occasions, and the cheap ones are used for everyday use. Did anyone have the, that china cabinet growing up? Their mum used to have the special, you know, the special utensils that they only use for special guests. I'm like, us kids are special. Why can't we use the special things? They're like, oh, the special utensils over there. If you keep yourself pure, you will be a special utensil for honourable use. Your life will be clean and you'll be ready. That's the key word. You'll be ready for the master to use you for every good work. 
Then it says, run, run from anything that stimulates youthful lusts. Instead, pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace, and enjoy the companionship of those who call upon the Lord with pure hearts. Um, I love this analogy. I love this descriptor because what, what this verse is talking about is a state of readiness, being standby. The first key to receiving and maintaining the oil is to get ready. Everyone say, get ready. Can I just have my wooden spoon and um, thing out oh, there? Thank you very much. So if you can imagine if this is a silver utensil, use your creative imagination. This wooden spoon that we only use for mixing food with, not for anything else to do with kids. Um, this, this wooden spoon is a common everyday utensil. And so it's lovely. It's great. And so... When you, have, when you have your beautiful silver utensils at home, they're set apart, they're ready for an honoured guest to come alongside. And you're going to use them. But you're not going to use your everyday wooden spoon for your, for your honoured guests. And the key is this. It says, if you keep yourself pure, you'll be a special utensil for honourable use. Your life will be clean and you'll, you will be ready for the master to use you for every good work. Being ready. If you keep yourself pure. Um, if you think about when you go to quickly butter your toast in the morning, um, what do you do? You don't go through the, the dirty knife in the sink. You go for the clean one that's ready. I'm ready. It's in the drawer. It's ready to go. It's clean. It's ready to be used for its designed purpose. And this is what God's talking about. And so it's like talking about being on standby. If you think about this vacuum cleaner here, um, we actually keep it right next to the fridge there in our home. So it's ready. It's on standby, ready to be used. When you've got to turn to use the vacuum cleaner and it's not there, then it's, ah, oh, it's like, ah. Oh. But it's talking about having a state of being ready. Um, what, what this verse is not talking about is our relationship with God and our purity before God. What this verse is not saying is it's got nothing to do with our actual relationship with God. It's everything to do with the state of being ready. You know the truth that Jess shared communion for the first time uh, tonight at Everlife. Um, but what communion talks about is the fact that we can only have relationship with God, not because of anything that we can do. It's not about us climbing higher or trying harder. The only way we can have relationship with God is by this gift of God's forgiveness through what Jesus has done for us. So if you are like me and you find yourself dirty on the sink sometimes, well, Jesus is like the cloth. You know, this clean, the clean distribution dishcloth where you can wipe away the dirt the dirt gets transferred from the knife onto the sponge the knife is left left nice and clean but the sponge becomes dirty you know the bible says that jesus who knew no sin became sin so that in him we would become clean we become the righteousness of god so what this scripture isn't talking about is our relationship with god we can have relationship with god because what god has done for us through Jesus. If you're here, I don't want to leave you with any confusion. Tonight, we're not talking about how you have to earn your way to God to have a relationship with Him. The reason why we sing with smile on our, smiles on our faces is because God has forgiven us through what Jesus did on that cross 2,000 years ago, where He bore our burden, He bore our sin, He bore the penalty of our sin upon Himself so that He became dirty, so we could be made clean and we can have a relationship with God. Now, putting that aside, what this scripture is talking about is a state of being ready for purpose. God has given every single one of us a God-given state of 
a God-given purpose for our life. And this Bible is saying, if we keep ourselves in a state of being ready, then God is ready to use us for the call of God in our life. Um, I've just recently been talking to a guy who works for the SAS, the secret, not the secret service, the um, special forces, the SAS. And boy, these guys go through some hardcore training. Unbelievable. You might have seen the TV program. Um, Everyone in the army goes through the standard training. But then when you go into, get into the SAS, you go through a whole other level of training. Um, Everyone belongs to the army, but there's these guys who are set apart for a special purpose, for the prime minister to call out those troops at any given time. And the same goes with us. As we train ourselves, as we keep ourselves in a state of readiness before God, then God is able to turn and to use us for a noble purpose that he has for every single one of us. Um, And there's a key here that helps us to remain purpose. And it's talking about a direction that we run in. It says, run from anything that stimulates youthful lusts. Instead, pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love and peace, and enjoy the companionship of those who call upon the Lord with pure hearts. And so the question tonight is, what or where do you need to run from? What things in your life do you need to run from? So the second you think you can handle temptation is the second that you and I will fail. But the Bible says, run from anything. And there's an invitation from us to run from those things and turn and run to God. And run, run to God. Run to things, run to relationships, run to things like dinner parties, like friendships that will help to spur you on and and inspire you to develop and cultivate a hunger after God. And so tonight, the question is, in order for you to be set apart for the purposes of God, maybe the Holy Spirit can highlight things in your heart. What are the things, God, that you're calling me to actually run from, to give up on? And God, what are the things you invited me now to run towards? I want to run towards God. I want to run towards positioning myself in an environment where my faith can get encouraged. And so the first key to receiving and maintaining the anointing is to get ready. The second key is to get hooked in. Everyone say, get hooked in. Get hooked in. There's another scripture that Jesus shared in John chapter 15, verse 4 to 6. And this is what Jesus said. He said, I'm the vine and you are the, and you are the branches. Is that right? I'm the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in, you, in me and I remain in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, if you don't, do not remain hooked into me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. See, what Jesus is talking about is, is a fruit tree. And a fruit tree bears fruit, bears apples or lemons. And you see the end of the fruit producing all this beautiful fruit. And it's connected to the trunk. It's connected, if you like, to the vine. Now, all a branch needs to do in order to produce this fruit is to remain connected to the tree. The branch doesn't need to put a whole lot of effort in. As long as it remains connected to the tree trunk, the nutrients of the soil... And the water can come up and it can feed the branches that can produce the fruit, the juicy fruit on that branch. And so Jesus is saying, likewise, all you need to do is to stay connected to me, is to get hooked into me as your power source. And as you hook into me as your power source, my power 
and my presence and my provision is going to flow into your life and automatically, without even trying, you're going to produce fruit. You're going to receive my power, and, and which will enable you to fulfill the purposes of God for your life. And so if you think about, again, this vacuum cleaner, this vacuum cleaner stays at home in a state of perpetually being charged. And so it's ready to go. It's ready to be used. It's, get, it's got ready, and now it's hooked in. It's hooked into the power source. So it's ready to be used at any, at any moment. Um. The key is this. It's not about your product productivity, but your connectivity. Get that? It's not about your productivity, but your connectivity. The key to the pro- productivity, oh, geez, there's a lot of syllables. Um, the key to your productivity is not trying harder, it's where you're connected to. See, the vacuum cleaner, all this vacuum cleaner needs to do to be productive is to remain connected. And if this vacuum cleaner is connected, then it's going to be ready to go. Be very product, productive. That's it. So increasing your connectivity to God will automatically increase your productivity or your fruitfulness. So the, this is the key. If you want to be fruitful, if you want to be effective in your purpose that you've been uniquely created for, then your answer is not necessary to try harder. I've got it. You know, the world says, try harder, produce more, bring more out of yourself, just jump higher. But Jesus' answer isn't that. Jesus' answer is, don't necessarily try to be productive, but prioritize being connected. Get hooked into me. As you abide in me, as you cultivate a hunger after my presence, as you get connected to the God who loves you, who created you, who wants to empower you, then you receive, you'll find that you have the power to do everything that God has called you to do. Um, thank you. There's a lot of new people here tonight. It's great. It's really good. Let's give them another big round of applause tonight, by the way. Um, get hooked in. The third key is this, is to get going is to get going. If you want to receive the anointing of God and you want to see the power of God flow through your life, then the key is this, is just simply sometimes to get going. Get moving in your life. Don't hold back out of fear, but take great steps of faith, great steps of risk. You know, a, a number of years ago, about two years ago, I did my ankle very, very badly. I was at a, a pastor's conference and at this pastor's conference, there was a slam dunk contest uh, go figure. And I was one of the ones foolish enough to volunteer. Uh, there's a trampoline and there's a big basketball hoop there. And so I lined up and I'm like, who wants to go first? I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll give it a crack. And so I got the basketball and I ran up on the trampoline, big jump. I didn't do a slam dunk. It was a lazy layup. It was the first one. I was just trying to measure, you know, the distance. Um, and, then, and I missed it even. It was really un- unspectacular. But as I came down from that great height, my feet landed right in the gap between the gym mattresses. And my ankle snapped at a 45-degree angle. And I looked down at my shoes and, oh, it was painful. Very, very painful. What I had to do is I was, I was put on a lot of drugs, which is fun. Um, and they had to straighten up my ankle and it was very painful. And when I, when I came out of it, my, I found that my leg was in a moon boot. 
and I had to keep my moon boot, my leg, completely still for six to eight weeks. So the ligaments that were snapped could find their way back together. So I was completely immobile in that leg for, I think it was six to eight weeks. And almost even more uh, significant than the actual snap was, was the way that my legs seized up. So when the moon boot was taken off, it, it took me months and months and months, almost a year, to get movement back into my leg. I kept it still for so long, it was impossible to move. It was impossible to get any kind of angle in there. And it was a lot of rehab. Um, I, wasn't a, I wasn't a very obedient person when it came to all the exercises I, I should be doing. But nonetheless, in time, and now I've got movement in my leg, thank God. But the point is, the point is this, is that if you stop moving, you get seized up. If you stop moving your muscles, they seize up. And it's hard to get going again. But often the key for us to maintaining and, and fulfilling the purposes of God and be filled with the power of God is simply to get moving. Maybe some of you haven't got moving for a while. Maybe some of you find that spiritually you're seized up. Maybe in terms of fulfilling the purposes of God, you, you've, you've been seized up out of fear. But tonight I want to say that God is here and He's inviting you to get going, to get moving in your life because there's a whole world that needs to be impacted with the love and the power of God. He wants you to come out, get out of your moon boot and get moving. You know, I'm really inspired by a couple of people in our church. Uh, Kelly Adano, who's recently engaged, she, she feels so unqualified, she's telling me, about her new management or leadership position at work that she's gone through. If you ask her, you're like, you feel great about it? She's like, uh-uh. But she's, she's just getting moving by faith. She's doing this flick on the front, front row. She is absolutely killing it in her new leadership position in her workplace. She's not holding back out of fear, but she's getting moving. Let me tell you, if we wait till we feel qualified, we're never going to get moving in our life. I love the fact that tonight we've got, um, we've got Josh Fuster at the back there, who's leading our whole production department for the first time. Come on. You know, I barely knew his name six months ago. He's like, who's this dude? <laughs> he's awesome. He's, he's not waiting until he's, he's, but he's getting going. I love the fact that our interns are doing Everlife Leadership Academy. Tell you what, we met together on Friday morning, and every Friday morning we meet together. These guys are like rabbits in the headlights going, we don't feel qualified, we don't feel ready, but they're, they're getting going. They're getting moving in their life, and the power of God is moving in their life. Julia as well here at this church. And the first time I met her about a year and a half ago, she came into the church foyer at our other building. I'm like, hi, Julia. She's like, beep. Just, just a little squeak. And a beautiful squeak. Um, but she, she didn't wait until the planets were aligned and the conditions were perfect and all my relationships are right. And I just feel so spiritual and I feel so ready. If you wait for that to happen, it'll never happen. But she just went, all right, I'm just going to get going. I'm going to get moving. And the anointing comes and the power of the Holy Spirit begins to come in your life. And you begin to walk on water. And you look back and you go, whoa, I've done the impossible. And you just see God at work in your life. And as I look over this place, and I just also speak to those that are online watching now, this world can be transformed by a bunch of people here who don't rely on your own power. We're all limited. We have different capacities, but we're all limited. But this is what God said. He says at the end of Ephesians chapter 3, He says, For God wants to do 
abundantly, exceedingly above all you can ask or think according to his power at work in you, in us, as we work together. You know what? God has great plans for your life. It might not be, you might not be as famous as the Kardashians, the Kardashians or whatever it is. It might not be about fame, but you can have a significant impact in people's lives around you as you just say, God, I want to get going. As you, as you set yourself apart for God, again, you know, if you, if you like, again, I just want to go back to the analogy just to make it really clear. This this vacuum cleaner is a vacuum cleaner no matter how dirty it is. You know, this this wooden spoon and this utensil here, it doesn't, you, you, if you get dirty in life, it, it, it doesn't make you no longer a utensil or a spoon or a child or a son or a daughter of God. It doesn't change your identity. It just changes your usability, if you, if you like. You know, for me, I found myself dirty many, 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 many times on the sink. Let me tell you, none, none of us are perfect, but I just thank God for Jesus, who is a great dishcloth. I just thank, I thank God for Jesus, who is the detergent that just melts away all the, all the stuff in the life that pollutes us. He is the detergent. The Bible says if we confess our mistakes, our sins, our, our gunk to God, He's faithful to forgive us and cleanse us from all the bad stuff. He takes us from the sink. I don't care how, what part of the sink you're on. I don't care how dirty you've got, how stained you've got, how much you think you've wrecked your life. I don't qualify. This detergent is better than our broken dishwasher. It's <laughs> breaking, isn't it? This detergent can cut through the biggest fat layers and biggest stains. It's the best ever. And that is, let me just hit something. Um, and that is, that is the detergent of Jesus when he gave his life, his blood, which represents his life for you and I, to take us from the scrap heap, from the sink, to put us in the drawer, to be ready for use and use for a noble purpose that he has for you.